All right, guys, we are live. What's I want to up? welcome everybody to the episode. This is episode 30. True. Oh, <laughs> I like it. 30. The, the Labor Day uh, think tank group. Going to do a short show this today, guys. So we just didn't want to leave you high and dry. Just something real quick. Definitely. All right. So, uh, you guys want to go around the room? Y'all, too, introduce yourselves, all that good stuff. Ryan, RPS Dent Repair out of Baltimore. David, Windy City Dent Repair, Chicago. And uh, Chris Devos Touch, Washington, D.C. area. Guys, I'll probably be looking this way and not looking at the the um, camera. So, just bear with me. I do have a second camera over here that is just not working. So, as I try to weed through that, those problems, I'll uh, try my best to look right at the camera at you guys. Um, so, as we always do, we're going to start this show with um, some tools. What we got? What we got? All right. So, I think we've gone over the set, but I actually use this on Friday. And this is, I've used it all the time, but it's probably one of my favorite tools out of that set. <laughs> Right. Which is that in that hook tool set from Dencraft, Black Handle. Like that size the best. This exact one stays in my bag. Yeah, never like leaves. That. I mean, it, it gets in those little holes for like right where the handles top. are. Or right up top with the belt molding. Exactly. I, I mean, it. the strength of this thing, it's super stiff, super strong. It's an awesome tool. So that kit has got to be in your arsenal. It's that hook tool kit from Dencraft. It's not real expensive, but you will use almost every one of those hooks. Yeah, I do like that one a lot. So I was using that one uh, for the uh, for the most part, but then I replaced it with that care point tool. You were yeah, uh, the one that I showed Chris. Uh, I think he did a review on that. Yeah, on his, yeah, on his show or on his channel. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so I replaced that specific black handle with the care and that's, point one. That's the one it's, the, it's kind of that bent and the ratcheting so, end. Yeah, but the ratchet hand, that's the best part. Um, that has strength and rigidity. I do like that. Um, but sometimes when you are up top in that belt molding, you mm -hmm. do need that like certain extra leverage. Point. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but no, that is a great, great tool. So the second thing that I'm bringing on that I actually use for the first time, Endeavor Tools Window Bar. You know, I could have used that. I <laughs> That's used nice. That. So I was always using this thing with my – I was using the Carbon Tech one that has the full rod across the top that you can one-hand it. Right. You know, you've got all those other ones that are kind of – I wouldn't say saggy, but they're they're not – there's no strength, no, you know, rigidity here. So you put it up there, you got to use two hands. This one you don't. So it's very comparative to the uh, Carbon Tech one. The quality is awesome. This was his plastic version because um, he knows that most of my stuff is all black. Uh, but this thing is awesome. Uh, it, no flex, no give. I like how it locks in the windows. I, I like the one-handed part because sometimes you're trying to move a rod around. or Exactly. Slide that thing left and right with the rod exactly. still because you don't want it resting on the headliner or something. And the thing I liked about this – it slides in that gasket. So if you need to slide it down on the door, yeah. it slid really nice inside there. I don't know if it's because it's like a seatbelt material up here yeah. and the nylon. 
Um, it gives really good grip up here. No sliding of the tool. I need to grab me one of those. So definitely. this thing, Chad knocked it out of the part again. Endeavor tools, his hatch bar and this bar. I have no complaints. I mean, I'm going to yeah, put I it. I could have definitely I've used that recently. Got a, I got two roofs and a couple hail jobs this week. So I'm going to put this thing in the works again and, and see what we get out of it. So get yourself one. They're not real expensive. They're very competitive with the rest of the bars in the market, as in the, you know, the adjustability of it. This comes all the way out. So if you have to store it, you know, like I do in my truck, I store it all together. Nice. So but check it out. It's awesome. Endeavor tools. Go for it, Dave. I don't have anything. Dave, <laughs> I did not run to the truck today once. I was enjoying the Labor Day weekend, and uh, I didn't come in with any tools. <laughs> I haven't bought I anything lately. I mean, there's just nothing that I've actually like. I need that, but I think a big a big tool order is in order. I think going into winter. Yeah, because um, I do want to start doing some reviews on some of this newer stuff that's coming up. Yeah, I think the Reaper is is uh, what everybody's talking about. So I'm yeah. I'm going to order that tool. I think I need actually a full order uh, to come in. I've actually been using lately the Swiss Blue glue that yeah. I got from MTE because uh, uh, yeah. I ran out of the green. And you're using it in heat. That stuff's supposed to be for cold weather. It is supposed to be for cold weather, and I've been using it in humid, humid uh, conditions, and it's been working. It's been getting me by, um, but it's definitely not ideal. Uh, it's just I last minute ran out of the green. This is all I had left in like in the truck, um, so a big tool order is going to be in place and more green glue. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, I've been I've been using the black hog glue. So the hog glue comes with the orange and the black. Okay. The blacks work really good in high humidity. It's very competitive right. with the den out red because it's been, ah. you know, a hundred and some degrees here in Maryland lately. So, yeah. but it's been working really, really well. Yeah. I switched back to the den out red. That's, that's been pretty good outside of the green. I've been using two guns lately. So two glue guns running every day. I put a six amp hour battery on there and let it burn in between burn. the green and the, <laughs> and the, the, the black hog or the, then out red and it if something doesn't pull i just kind of switch it, it it's been working really well tech nice. tip <laughs> well let me show you what i have so i'll start with this small thing well first thing guys uh if you guys are watching go ahead and give us a thumbs up if you can um and we just set up a newsletter so if you go to the description uh you can actually sign up for our newsletter uh we'll be coming up with little videos and little tour reviews some literature, some PDFs, and all that good stuff. So just go ahead and sign up for that uh, PDR newsletter. We'll go over different metals of manufactured cars that are coming out and stuff like that. Just overall news, news you know that you can read through while you're, you know, doing your uh, your morning duties and uh, <laughs> have some uh, information in the industry. So definitely sign up for that. But this little thing, you know, granted, guys, I got like four technicians, so. Uh, it's something similar where I get these things on Amazon. I've worked with a lot of people and they get the, um, they use just a regular kind of spray, like pump sprayer, I guess. And it just puts out too much alcohol. So this is just an alcohol sprayer, but you get these things for like 10 cents. I've, I've filled this thing up probably about once every two months. 
So it never leaks. If it does, it's only 10 cents. So you get them from like CVS. A uh, quick little tip for those, you can throw a magnet inside of them. Ah, there you go. And, and they stick to the Exactly. <laughs> well, I got a magnet and it's going in there tonight. <laughs> yep, a nice little magnet in there. So yeah, so there you go. That's a quick tip. But uh, these things are are nice. I mean, I like it too that if uh, I just throw them in my um, my little tool bag, my toolbox, and if they puncture or burst, I only uh, fill them up about halfway. And uh, if they if they burst, it doesn't spill out all of my alcohol. And then my my big container of alcohol, which I just use ninety percent. It's just kind of stored away for the fill-ups. So 10 or 20 cent, you get them from CVS and stuff. So that's that. Uh, so this is like my favorite tool. I did upgrade this tool because I ran the smaller uh, thread, like the old version. Uh, but this is the um, Ultra, oops, Ultra Dent Tools. Uh, part number is ST3802. So that, that is a double bed. It's about a 24-inch double bed. Is that this a half-inch um, shaft? No, it's smaller than a half-inch. It will go okay. inside of a half-inch hole. Okay. So, um, and, and I, I'm a big fan of the Ultra Dent Tools uh, push cap, the little black caps that they run. Uh, you can get them relatively cheap uh, from like a third party or even them. It's not that expensive from them. But if you notice here, I'm just gonna show you guys something. This is what I believe dent crack needs to work on. But if you see that, yes, that is a problem. It needs yes. to be tapered in just a little bit more. Yep. And this is the R4 tip. I do not use this tip as much as I think Dave uses it. Um, Dave, does this actually go into a half half, half inch hole or is it real tight? Typically tight. no. So typically no. So yeah. So. My, my, my friend has a lathe, so what I'll probably do is just either grind that down or put it on a lathe. But but anyway, this is the one problem with tools. This is why we you know we bring these tools on because we're starting to show that and you don't see this, but see the difference? This won't go in a half-inch hole, but this will. So if you get the matching tip, yep. now you can actually put it in a half-inch hole. Yeah. And I'm not a guy that drills a lot, but most of the holes that, uh, that, that are – Kind of in the quarter panel, like behind the tail light, or half inch, yeah. or in the handle, uh, front of the, the handle holes, or the handle holes. So, there you go. You pretty much can't use this tip. So I'm, I'm a big stickler. If you can't use a tip, why learn on the tip? Why even, you know, have the tip? But you can put the ultra uh, push mm -hmm. cap tip on there, and that right, fit. yeah, right. So if Dentcraft, you know, if they're listening, I would machine this down just a hair, and then that way it can go into. Um, a half inch hole and it, it will basically be better for you know multiple uh because this is a good tip now i don't put the cherry tip on i rarely work it with the cherry tip i just wow. maybe i'm just not as skilled with the cherry tip but i work i i, I fix it like this with a uh, tape around it so that's kind of or like this i use the crap out of the r4 but I have yeah, been yeah, using yeah, I have been using that ultra tip. It's it's actually not the one that I have is not an ultra tip. It's the one that came with the um, carbon tech rod, which is that smaller cylinder okay. that fits nicer on there, just like you're saying. So right, good tip on that though. Yeah, definitely. Dave's just rolling them up. <laughs>
All right, so I know I know everybody's like a James Lee fan, and I really love his lights, but this stocky light has been. Hold on. Uh, are, are we gonna do the wall check? Uh, I mean, I don't know about the wall check. Let me see. Yeah. I think y'all can see man, this side. I don't know. This this is. I mean, this is a pump, but you know, that's two pumps. How hard is that? That's two pumps. Y'all saw that? Yeah. And it's and it's on the wall. Two pump chumps. Two, two pump chumps. So okay, all right. So I get to pump this, but this is light. I'm gonna tell you one of the issues that I have with the with the with the limited and why this one is different, right? So the limited light, I don't have the new one, so I'm not referencing the new one. Uh, Brian has the new one, but this is so light in the it's on the uh, kind of on uh, the right or the left. Well, you know, you can flip it. I wouldn't put it on the middle. This one makes the advantage of this light. I put it on the end. So because I'm mounting on the end, you see, right? Let me show you guys this. You see how you don't have those little, uh, what do they call these things? The little mounts with the screws in it? What, what are they? The, the, the lock end? line lock. The lock lines. It doesn't need a lock line. The, 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 uh, it the doesn't need light it it's so heavy, that. it needs the lock line. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I found a month as I try to, you know, tighten it up to give me that right leverage. If I'm sitting here... This is what I'm sorry. But he came out with those collars yeah. with that well, lock line. Here's the you thing. Know, I'm standing here and moving the light. It's done. Dark with the, with, with, with I, when, I, when I tighten up the ultra, it's kind of. Or the limited, yeah. I mean, the limited, I'm sorry. You kind of have to force it, and then this kind of pops off. and I can it say. It doesn't work. Stuffy probably has the best fade. It does. I, I can show you have an amazing, amazing fade. I don't know if you guys can probably pick this up. Or... It out. Yeah. But he does, does have a really, really good fade. Well, anyway, the battery lasts the same. You know, I've had a bunch of batteries uh, go bad at me. And it's not uh, a limited uh, fault. This is more of the Makitas that I use. Maybe Milwaukee's way better. I don't know. But then, you know, it gives you a little icon of how how, uh, how much battery you have left. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. And then it has a USB charger just like everyone else in it. Like I said, it lasts. I don't use those types of features, so it's not something of uh, – I mean, it's nice to have. Don't get me wrong. But does I just like it because it's easy. Does it come with one battery? Uh, he said it has one battery, yes. And this this is not the same battery that goes into the to the glue gun. Which I thought was the same. That would be that would be pretty hot, but uh, but I don't know. But the the uh, let's see. And he came up with his own suction cup too, correct? You know, I always say people came up with stuff, and I don't really know. But it it has his stickers on it. It, it it's definitely different than anything I've seen. Even the rubber uh, you know, kind of mounting port is is different. The suction is different, but it's too. Two pumps and you're you're stuck on the car. Okay. I, I don't know. I've I've played around with it with my other light. Now also uh, I lost my original board for uh for the uh a lim the the limited light. So I have a fade board from like Dave uh what is, it? What is the name of the guy? Uh 3D David Brandon uh, David. Brandon David. And I think A1 now sells the boards or whatever. And I just found my eyes just in the beginning, it was fine. I was like, oh, these boards are great. You can see more. And now 
I'm having a hard time seeing through those through those color boards. So am I. So I'm oh switched back, and this has nothing to do with a limited or stuffy. But I switched back to their natural uh, kind of lens now. I cannot run those color lens anymore. All my guys, I'm telling them the issues that I that I have, so then that way they can be aware of it. They said they still like them, but they switched. They go and grab my light when I'm in the area, so that right there tells you something. But the movability of this light is way better than the limited light. You just if I bring this up to you, uh, Ryan, you're gonna be like, "Wow, this thing is beast." It does need that that new limited, you know. Well, he does. Stick on. I spoke to him piece. at MTE. You can get that attachment. You can get the bat vac attachment okay. on there, and it'll work with a Dewalt battery. Ah, okay, yeah. But he, the he, price point is almost seven hundred dollars, so it's like six hundred right. and some change. So, and I believe this is a. Uh, I believe this one is a. Uh... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I believe this one is uh is like five fifty or something. Yeah, and it's an eighteen inch, I believe. Maybe twenty. That's why I have a James Lee light. <laughs> no man, tell you. you it's kind of like a board. If you ever use a board, you can it. always. I mean, use I, there's a couple other texts here that do have them. I've seen them in person, uh, but for me, it's just having the the usability of the Makita battery and every yeah, other of course. Uh, accessory that I have. It just it doesn't warrant buying a completely different light that yeah. doesn't hook up to anything that I that I have. Yeah, so that's why I like the the portability of James Lee's with just the the battery mm -hmm. power alone because uh, my buffer uses it, it. Just everything else that I use. I did yeah, use Benny's when he came in town for some training, and I did use Benny's, and I did like it. But I'm I'm with Dave, the convenient yeah. part of carrying yeah, one group one group of batteries, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, and listen, I have like seven of uh, limited lights, so it's just the first Stucky, and this is what I go to. <laughs> that's just what it is. You'll see it in a lot more videos, guys. So. I am not afraid to pull this light out with big giant dents. Yeah. Normally, I would say, "Hey, I just need me a bigger light. I just work the job a lot faster." But I did a, I did I don't know, 18, 19 inch dent. Fade's different. The fade is beautiful in this light. Yeah. So, and the only reason why I didn't use this light to finish that dent was because I I have the Makita kind of uh, Medusa uh, with the uh, what is it? This the the um, stand. Yeah. And it doesn't work with this. So what I'm getting is a claw to grab the bottom, and then now I can move the light on the stand, and I'll probably order another one of those. I, I wish he had a bigger one, though. I with think the he's coming out the with a hail light. Oh, okay. It might use the same battery as the, the glue gun. The glue gun is a, a stout battery. It'll last all day. And it has that wide base, but you'll, you guys will see it. <laughs> when, I, when I finish it. <laughs> so All right, guys. Topic that's is it. every dent repairable. Yes, yes. What do you got? What, you, what were you cooking up, Chris, before the show? Well, we were going over some pictures. And thanks to you, Dave, we were going over some pictures of what some jobs that we kicked, some jobs that what we call, you know, we didn't repair, and there's some jobs that we did repair. So we're going to kind of go over this. Uh, some of these pictures, yep. I'm trying to think right now. 
Benny, you do have my cell phone number, so if you want to send a picture in, I can quickly put it up too. Uh, I have not been able to get that Skype thing to work, guys, to get you guys on the show. So let's start with the first picture. Or do we have any questions here? Nope, they're talking about the Reaper. Ah, yeah. All right, so let's start with the first picture here. What do you got? All right. Hold on, I gotta get the screen right. The screen share. Application. All right. What do we got here? So this is from Dave. And Dave, this is fixable. Did you fix this? Uh, they did not end up going, um, choosing Windy City Dent Repair. Okay. But, uh, you know, we were 100% confident in the entire repair. So you really haven't fixed this. So you don't, I won't say you don't know. You obviously no, but it is. I, th that year, make and model, mm -hmm. um, and knowing the access of the vehicle, it is repairable. What year? It's a ML, right? Yeah, it was a, if I'm not, I'm going to be mistaken, so I'm not even going <laughs> to like remember like what it was. I remember when quoting it, because they wouldn't have gotten a quote um, if we weren't confident in that repair. And just knowing that year, make and model, uh, we were, we knew we could go ahead and fix it. Gotcha. So you would not have had to make any access hole in the quarter, quarter the No, the that interior panel all pulls out. Okay. So that so you whole can get a tool to everything. The, the whole interior, yeah. Okay. Perfect. I know the lights give you some decent access, I believe. All right, so we'll go on to the next one. Oops, shit. It's a nasty dent, Dave. Yeah. It's always specializing. The nasties. <laughs> All right, well, I remember this, Derek. That is epic. That you guys see that? Yeah. Porsche. So that's a Porsche quarter panel, guys. It Was it a convertible? Correct. It looks like a convertible with this piece right here. So this is a convertible Porsche. Dave, how did you get access to this dip? There was, was one access hole. Where is that? My mouse clicked right here. Show me where it was at. Uh, so it was up. It's actually not in the photo. Um, but when this convertible is open, there's one drain hole that allows you to gain access to that entire quarter panel. Wow. I believe there's maybe two. There's one in the back, I think, and one in the front. So there's two drain holes up top that allowed for, uh, a half inch tool to get through. Uh, but it was a lot of glue pulling. That a was lot of glue pulling. Top down, correct? Top up. Top up. So, yeah. so sitting up. Correct. Okay. Correct. So what you did was basically put the top up halfway. Correct. So that the back piece kind of opened up as if it was um, either letting the top In up the or of down. Opening or closing, correct? Yeah. Right. And then, and then there, was be... two, there was two holes um, in that cell, kind of where this, where this, where your mouse is right now, that mm -hmm. opens up and then, and there's, there's a sill in there and there was two, uh, access holes that allowed to gain to that quarter panel. I'll leave it a video. You zero, use access, zero access through the taillight uh, and zero access through even the, um, the, the door jam, the locking mechanism. 
uh, zero mm -hmm. access through that as well. So David has a question. Was it was it tight once you got access inside no, that portal it panel? Was, it wasn't. I mean, it was – I think I mean, I used a double bend, kind of like the tool that you um, had shown previously, uh, that ultra double bend. It was something along those those lines that I was able to get through that entire quarter. Nice. You used a lot of glue, right? A, a lot. But so it, where it's at right now uh, in this photo – uh, the customer had already tried to pull on it, uh, uh, which is why it's not one smooth dent and it's pulled in a couple spots. They had tried to use an at-home glue puller. Yeah, it pops the dent, the, baby. It pops the dent, whatever it was, and that's the result of that. So we <laughs> were fighting someone's previous work, uh, pretty much creating tension in spots that wouldn't allow that entire quarter panel to glue pull um, well. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have one more well not one more we have a bunch more actually uh, what about this one now the picture is so close i can't even tell what kind of car it is so you definitely have to explain that one uh, it was a 2017 porsche 911 carrera or cayman uh i believe cayman right quarter panel uh on the body line Ugh. Zero access. No access whatsoever. So sharp. I mean, glue pulling that is not going to happen. So we had yeah. to go and pass. Wow. And I'm pretty sure the customer was like, it's such a small dent. Exactly. Correct. So it was at a shop that we do work with. I was there for maintenance. And they had asked us to come in and take a look at it. They had sent a couple photos. And I said, we'd like to see it in person. So when it's here, let us know. We went and looked at it in person, and we gave the final decision of no, we're not going to be able to fix that. What was the re now? He sent you a bunch of photos, and you know, I kind of know. I wanted to see the car in person of to course. see what the the well was like. What is the taillight access right, like? It right. was a 2017, so it's a newer Porsche. Um, and so seeing it in person would then give a definitive answer of yes or no, it is repairable or not. Right. Because, I mean, it did, is repairable, right? If you got a tool behind it, it's repairable. Correct, just, if there was a tool behind it, This is just yes. limited access on this one. Correct. All right, cool. All right. Let me see. I did another one. Okay. All right, guys, this thing is... Uh, Click to get the screen share going here. All right, not repairable. To me, it looks repairable. What's going on with this? So this, this is. I mean, I'm sure this is a Ryan shut <laughs> masterpiece <laughs> when, when he's finished with it. Uh, but this was a customer. They had sent photos, um, and we said uh, to, for what they were looking for, we said it wasn't fixable due to the paint being damaged. Mm -hmm. So you can see with the scratches, the really, really deep scratches. It's got some really um, sharp stuff, you know, really, really, yeah. on, by the end, it's got some nasty sharp stuff there, but. So yeah, we went ahead and said not fixable um, just due to what the customer was looking for. Uh, right. Okay. Be our customer. Exactly. So and I think, I think that's a lot of it too, is you, you almost have to 
gauge your customer and what they're looking for. I you knew, know, due to, yeah, with the uh, paint being broken, you know, you kind of have to feel them out and the make conversation. That call. Yeah, our customer and, and us had um, the warranted for kind of just go ahead and saying that that needed a body shop rather than yeah. our process. Sorry, guys. Here we go. Next one. Shoo. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You just forgot to text message that. It'd be <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think I did ask both of you, and we all came to the conclusion that it wasn't fixable. Yeah. Um, Too sharp there. Especially right with, yeah. And there, that crease, there, there were other a couple other photos that were sent along with this one. Um, and that crease that initial point of impact is super sharp and the paint was already damaged. So we wanted to go ahead and say, you know what, this is going to need an auto body shop repaint rather than our process due to it being a newer Cadillac SRX. Um, there is access throughout that mm -hmm. entire area. Loophole. I mean, there's a lot of that up, um, but you know, that we didn't know that, that crease in the middle is really, really sharp, really, really deep. Um, is that a high-strength steel panel? I know the... I don't remember um, if it was quoted as high-strength steel or not uh, due to the year. I don't remember. But um, I believe it was, say, 1415 somewhere. In the, so I don't think it is. Okay. Um, and that metal does push really, really well. Just with that damaged crease right in the middle, we went ahead and passed on it. And if you look up there by the body yeah. line, there's a crown hidden all the way up there by the body line. So, and that happens a lot with those quarter panels. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, when they're hit somewhere in, in that corner, yeah. that that metal or that um, uh, that metal will move. It'll move all the way and crown up all the way up at the top. But there is great access in those cars. I worked on the hell part. They, they didn't. They didn't um, push too bad at all. No, not at all. Let's see. All right. So hopefully you guys can see that one. So what kind of car is that? It was a Nissan, I believe. It looks a, like a, a Kia or something like that. Maybe a Kia Soul, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think I sent this one also to you guys. And so just judging by that initial uh, wheel well there, we already had, you know, had said no because that is so far gone that, I mean, uh, to bring that back, it's going to kind of flop around on you. And then as you can see around the headlight as well, I think that's worse than the left. Right that, that pinch right there is really not oh, going to allow oh, that thunder here. to really go back to its original form. I mean, so it's probably pinched here, oh, yeah. here, obviously here, here, and then yep. somewhere up here is probably another yep. pinch. And just Kia metal is just not the best in my mind. Correct. Uh, it moves. Well, it's like a tin can. So yeah. Uh, there is some strategies to get it. I think about eighty percent. Do you think you can get that in about eighty percent? Honestly, no. Just be due to that headlight um, mm -hmm. being pinched right there, right around that headlight. That then allows that entire fender to just kind of move freely. Flop around, yeah. And it and it won't give. I mean, there's going to be no strength within that that mm -hmm. panel mm -hmm. central florida dent repair 
<laughs> well, sure. something like this, what I would do is definitely either have two people or brace oh, yeah. pretty much this side of the fender and also this side of the fender when I start pushing. Obviously, this will I will move this now, down. Now you're going to explain to a customer that, hey, look, this is what we think we can make it look like. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's where kind of right. we're, you know, we're drawing that line of, no, that is going to be way past the paintless debt repair process. I think the other thing, I'm back to that teaching, educating the customer, you know, so you're educating the customer of in their brain, they want you to just pop the dent out. The dent, correct. And you also have to gauge on your end. Is it a smart business decision to take on damage like this? Cause it is a Kia. Are they going to spend that extra money? for you to spend your extra time on that dent. So you also exactly. have to gauge, you also have to gauge that. Is, is it worth your time? We're gauging, can we even repair it? And honestly, the replacement cost of that particular panel with repaint is going to be the better option for the customer rather than trying to, like you said, um, you know, spend the time on that to not yield a good result. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have, let's see, one more. Yeah, we have a couple more. All right. I think, Dave, do you have this one? You this one also? I remember that car, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so there were you a couple more care. photos with this as well. Um, you know, it seemed like putting a couple big super tabs on there and maybe a K bar uh, or just really trying to start moving all of that. It was a very, very large, uh, dent. And How did this didn't occur? Did he tell you that? He did. No, I don't remember. It was another vehicle, um, mm -hmm. that hit it, but I don't know exactly how it was. It was just an, I think another car, you know, hit it. Uh, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I told him, I said, Hey, look, we don't know if we're going to be able to actually repair this or not. It is, high strength steel yeah so mm -hmm. that alone um is going to go ahead and give us some issues just it being so large of damage there's such a large area of damage so i said hey look we will come out and try it uh the customer didn't live too far um from where we're out, out of so we said we'd come out we'd go ahead and try it and they wouldn't be charged for it um i think we ah. spent maybe a half hour on it um just trying to get a couple full like few initial pulls and it wasn't really moving the way we wanted it to. So we went ahead and told the customer, hey, look, kind of like we thought from the beginning, it's going to need a body shop, but we wanted to come out and go ahead and try it for you. Um, and that was it. You know, So we only wasted about a half hour on it. Uh, we didn't charge the customer for it. And um, That's crazy. Yeah. Now, now, you may be able to sell this. Um, red, I know red pigment is very expensive, uh, the color red. Because the pigment is expensive, but the, um, how they make it. Um, also, you got the decal, and I believe to properly fix this, you have to remove the bed to actually paint around that the the where the cab is. Is that correct? Does anybody know any? Mm, of sometimes they can run a line right at the cab. I mean, if they're putting a bedside on it, they were going to take the bed off. But a right. lot of guys, they don't take the bed off for one. A, a bunch of them, you know, the Fords are famous for breaking bed bolts chevy's not so yeah. bad a lot of times they'll just tape a line right at the edge where the cab is yeah so in my experience when you tape a line like that you just with the debris and everything it's just there's no way to yeah. they're just banking on people 
not keeping the car for long. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so they would they would need to take the bed off or probably replace that bed, which I would think is right around. And there was like access. There was access from the taillight and access from the wheel well. Right. Um, well, we're completely mobile. We don't carry port of power or anything like that. Um, so we're at the mercy of of the glue. And it's buckled way up here too. Yeah, it, it went. It was a. It w literally went from the top of the uh, bed rail to the lower part of the entire bedside. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, let's see what else we got. Let's get some fixes. That high strength steel just. I mean, it didn't want to move. Bedsides are you know, so tough. Bedsides are so tough to fix. You almost need like a sledgehammer. <laughs> Let's see, we got one more. This is actually a unique one right here. Let's see. Can everybody see that? Down on the body line. What kind of car is it, Dave? Ah, sorry. Let me do this picture. Sorry, guys. Moving too fast. All right. So that was on the body line, right? Correct. Whose phone? Um, it was on the body line. And I believe it was the rear door. It was the rear door of a Volkswagen. Lower? Um, lower. Ah. That's that's pain in the butt though. Uh, so we ended up taking the door panel off for that, but it was completely fixable. Mm -hmm. What tool did you use? I, I could not tell you. Um, what did you do with this pit? This is actually like a that's like a scab from in the, the impact, impact, right? Yeah, yeah, that was from the impact. That was still there after. So, right. Was there any anything inside? Because it looked like almost the same thing, or. Maybe a little touch up needs to go inside. No, that ended up being uh, all buffed out right there. It was just the stamp in that paint. So right there, yeah. So I'm I'm bringing this to you to you guys' attention. You know, sometimes you know you, you see the difference in the marking of the paint. I mean, that clearly looks like the stamp that you can see paint and actually kind of moving away from it. But you need to you know explain to the customer what's going to be left. You know, left after your repair, and this right here is, like you said, it's just a stamping in the paint. I use an example of uh, like a penny, you know, in the stamping of uh, the what is it, the the amount and all that stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, and that was tough. It was a very, very hard crowns uh, on top of that body line there. Um, it was really opening this up a lot and then going in with the wool. A lot of heat and a lot of rubber. Let's give you one more, guys. This is this is the one I've worked on. It is fixable. Uh, let's see. Actually, two more. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, two days. It's aluminum now. Yeah. Waved all the way over here. You can see it's wavy all the way over here. You underestimated that one. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely. This the hardest part was the aluminum part. I mean, the yeah. aluminum moving just did not move. When it moved, it came right back in. I would, I would knock down here, like blend, try to blend here, and it will sink in the entire bit. Yep. <laughs> it was driving me crazy, but I, there's nothing I could do. Absolutely nothing I can do. Let me see. We have another one here. Take this other one, Logan. Um, I I don't even know if I ever did. I, maybe I don't have a video of this thing. I think I do have a video. I don't know. I think I recorded it or I didn't record it. No, I didn't record it because I was just like, let me get this thing done and keep it moving. But uh, a new decklet on this is twenty two hundred dollars mm -hmm. plus paint. That's crazy. So the reason why I was able to um, seal this deal up was that was their only option. It was like twenty eight hundred dollars to get this replaced. Uh, so you know we we were definitely above. I don't like to give prices, but we were definitely well above fifteen hundred dollars uh, for this repair. It took me two days to do so. And then we have the nice thumbnail picture that we have. And where did we go here? Let's see. There we go. So. Yeah. I did not fix this. I kicked this. Sorry. Uh, the gentleman was adamant about me trying. And I had to stand my ground. I think... If I was a new tech, I'd probably waste my time. But on this one, that I knew that that bottom body line being so gone, yeah, that it's that gone. Bottom, bottom, yeah, it doesn't even line up. It's pushed in about another inch. Yeah, and you're not gonna get a tool anywhere from here down. Nope. And it's it's mangled. And you can see the, and this is the sharpest part of the dent right here, which it bowed, which buckled, kind of pitched in the inside. What you say, Ryan? I said that edge is in too. Yeah, it looks like in the door jam. Yeah, the door. This whole thing is a quarter pound. I mean, look how tight it is here. Yeah, compared to here, uh, but the whole thing needs a quarter pound on this guy. Just would not. Just try, just try. No, that's the worst. Yeah, and then the gas door. So, but if I would have had to try it, this would be the gas door going in this way, and then just hoping and praying. But you know, to give a quote out of something like this. You know, he would be well over fifteen hundred dollars for me to work on it. So, and David, David's asking, do you tell them you'll do the best, mm. uh, or can you give them the percentage of what it would come out? I don't. Uh, me personally, I don't like to give percentages. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If we can fix it, then we're going to go ahead and say we can fix it. Yeah. Um, if we can't fix it, or we're in the process of, and you know, it's turning out that it's not going to be fixable, they don't get charged. Um, it's just a business decision we usually make. But no, we're not gonna we're not gonna try to do a best as possible, at least for retail. If it's at a body shop, that's gonna be a completely different story. Can you, you know, pull on it a little bit so they can, you know, go ahead and, and come in and skim it or something like that? But at least for a retail customer, we won't give percentages or try yeah. to make stuff look better. Um, because their definition of looking better is gonna be completely different mm -hmm. from what ours is. And I think we're you have to read the customer. Yeah. They have to understand, you know, the outcome and what, what they're getting. I think with with this customer, 
his main focus was hiding this from his mom, I guess. I don't know, but it seemed like he needed it done today, now, and he'll kind of pay whatever. Uh, but I, I just couldn't do it. For one, I couldn't do it today uh, because his point was only a two-hour window, and he did not want to send but pictures. But just the in. severity of that damage isn't going to warrant anything. I mean, right. What right. the amount of money that you're going to pay us isn't. It's still not going to be perfect. Your mom's still going to see it. Right. right. Yeah. And then, you know, as a company, we're going to take that. Yeah. You know, we're going to take on that, uh, you know, issue that the customer's having, which is, isn't in the first place. If we're just kind of, you know what, that the proper way to go ahead and fix that is going to be a body shop. And if there's a dude in town that's fixing that, he can have it. Yeah. Very yeah. Well. I, the customer alone, the way he wanted his, you know, want it done today and this that he didn't he didn't care it was actually paper tags on the car so i don't know if it was his car or not i don't know but i get a lot of rental cars i don't know if it's because i'm close to the airport a lot of guys that have issues with rental cars will call i need to fix today before 12 or you know (laughs) it's a rental car a rental car turn in so you do get a lot of those customers that want it done today and and we need photos, you know, we need photos. And if we're able to go ahead and repair it, but a lot of times it's, it's damaged like that. They've mm-hmm. sideswiped something. They've uh, wrecked something. Or yeah. They're not calling you about something. a thing. Correct. Well, before we open up the chat, I see you got some questions here, guys. We want to make sure that you guys get the ample amount of time to ask these questions, but let's go over some recap. I think a lot of times when we are, you know, deciding whether these dents are repairable, it's not only size, it's, you know, any, pinched areas, uh, even the types of metal, uh, um, even, you know, and accessibility, uh, as you can see. So it's, it's size only plays, I think, about a 50% role, and then the other 50% is broke down in a, a bunch of other factors. Uh, actually, I really, maybe size is not too much of, a, of an issue because almost every day that we just, it's really location and the metal that you used and when that damage happened, you know, what you know what uh what other areas were impacted that cannot be pdr you know mm-hmm. PR. you know in that fender that dave showed that light socket is probably broken or the light itself ears are broken off of it we, we don't fix that we're not going to glue your the ears of the light together and make sure that the light lines you, up yeah you need a body shop that's what yeah. a body shop is there to do we're kind of the first line of offense or that's what i kind of that's what i tell a lot of my customers we're the first line of offense before the body shop if we are able to repair it, it's going to be awesome but sometimes we can't um and you know we still need to work with the body shops and you know what we do work with a bunch of reputable ones in the area here you go and then that kind of right. goes back to our previous episodes with giving value to the to the body shops Right. We're yeah. out here promoting them as well um, because we're passing on stuff that we can't do. Hey, we have a, you know, a couple shops here. These are the ones that we work closely with and that shop's going to like, you know, you and your company a whole lot better because you're giving them work as much as they're giving you work. I agree with straight lines. Like uh, in my company, you can't get it pretty much hundred percent or I would say about 95% then just don't do it. So as Correct. a technician, or my technicians will say, this job is, is, is for uh, one of our master techs. Uh, unfortunately, you have to reschedule uh, or whatever the case may be if we don't want to lose the job. Um, but most of the time, I'm available and I can just swing over there and, and take care of the work. Uh, and the customer really doesn't even know. Um, but, but yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm with you because 
Now, if the customer doesn't see it, they may have a brother that may be a detailer or a body man or something like that. And, you know, I try to create, you know, my customers are you know, advocates for my company. So if they're bragging about us and then they go, let me see this, which door did they fix? Yeah. And just like a lot of body shops, they say, yeah, it's quality control for your company. You're setting yeah, standards exactly. for your company. And exactly. oh, which company did that? Oh, it was that one. Oh, I, you know, we used another one before and we didn't right. have such a good experience. So. I, I noticed that, uh, you know, you gotta be careful with referrals, you know, so I tell customers, do you have a body shop that you feel comfortable? Because it may be a body shop that they, they've used in the past, and they just possibly like the communication more so than the work. They just never noticed the work. Uh, and I just say, hey, just go back to them, they'll write you an estimate, pick and choose. Even when the price, like for that fender, if it wasn't as much damage, and it was a $500 fender, I would probably tell the customer, listen, you may want to get a second opinion because we're getting really close to what it costs to conventionally repair this. Uh, you know, it may even be cheaper for you. You know, we can do it in a day. Uh, you know, we give, I'll give them all the benefits, keep that original pain. Nine times 10 people would like to, that type of car, the Kia, they're just, they just want the cheapest price. Uh, so I, I recommend them getting a second opinion. So, and they normally come back because of the time, you know, but that's why they're there. So they're they're back for my value, which is time, not for the cheapest plate, uh, cheapest in town. Because a lot of times you get a customer and it's because you're the cheapest. Uh, they sent me over here and cause we thought it'd be, you know, it's a small day, it's cheap. So, but uh, we want to open up the chat. So if you guys have any questions, please feel free to ask them now. Got about 10 minutes before we wrap this up. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up button if you're in the in the um, live stream or if you're watching uh, later. And I did leave a link to subscribe to our newsletter. Go ahead and subscribe. You'll get updates on, like I say, industry news, some MTE. Hopefully, we'll work out some discounts, some like random like one-week discounts for tools. Maybe even the, I don't know who owns the Reaper. Dave knows a bunch of information about it, so it may even be David. But uh, maybe we can get him to do a promotion for us on our newsletter. But go ahead and sign up for that, guys. Um, and if you got any questions, the floor is yours. Any questions in the... Uh... Doesn't look like it. Uh, let's see. We're talking about Make Reaper. sure you book your stuff for uh, MTE. Like I said, the hotels are a little pricey this year. It's at a different location, so get your stuff booked. And we're going to probably have another workshop class coming up soon, uh, probably in October. Uh, so we're going to try to roll out some some other ones. But uh, for right now, we're going to probably just do another workshop. Someone needs to mute their phone. Good Lord. It's like right in the mic. Can you, you hear me? You're looking at me? <laughs> I'm looking right at you. <laughs> All right. We know the fucking lights to slide down the wall. There you go. There it is right there. That's 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 no suction back back. Doesn't need it. That's two pumps. <laughs> Let's see how, how easy it is to take off. Nope. Now, is, that, is that is that like a wood paneling or is it drywall? 
Actually, this is wood paneling that I painted over. So it's basically just like drywall. It's, it's, I mean, I can stick it to the table. I can stick it anywhere. Yeah. I can stick it to the screen. You let me know. And, and I, the only thing I don't like about it is I was getting those suction cups. Well, not the only thing, but one of the things that I may have a problem with is that I was getting the suction cups off of uh, Amazon, the one that you have, uh, well, not that you have now, but the old ones. Yeah. I've never seen the suction cup. So no. I, it was just a RAM, I believe, suction cup or whatever. I've never seen those. So unfortunately, I probably have to go through Stucky to get the suction cup if there's any problem. I've been using this light for now about maybe five weeks. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's coming off easy, but I'll tell you, this always, the little filter has always been gone after like the first week of those little RAM uh, suction cups. But uh, so far, it's been there. So there you go. It's on the table now. And he actually makes a film, if you like the really heavy fog, he makes a film that goes on that lens that gives you a heavy fog to it. So you do have that option. It's almost like a sticker. So Dave, David says, uh, so if the customer is thrilled with 90% on something, uh, will you guys still do it? That's a, I don't know. Hmm. I, I guess I the think, best, you want to go ahead? I just ahead. said if we can't fix it 100, if, you know, if we can fix it, we'll do it. If we're not confident that we can, uh, you know, we'll pass on it. Like I said, I think 90, 95% is a good, is the safe bet. I think our ninety ninety five our ninety ninety five percent is completely different from a customer's right ninety ninety five percent. I think it's okay once you start getting to that eighty five eighty way seventy. I mean, you're starting to just but your seventy, my seventy, and Ryan's seventy are going to be all completely different. True, and that's where the issue comes in with someone else's expectations and then our expectations, or vice versa. You know what I mean, or vice versa. So Straight Lines asks, uh, do you guys use the hot box? Can no, you I do not. stress metal with it? I, uh, do I, I do not. But what is that? Pro PDR, Pro Box? What is the thing? PDR Box? Uh, PDR, the dent box or something? Yeah. I have zero boxes. <laughs> it's all by hand, right? <laughs> so what is this thing called? The hot box? No, no, it's not the hot box. It's the PDR it's the box. PDR right? box. It's, it's the same concept. Um, not the hot box, right? It's totally, totally different. Same concept, though, right? It's a box that's moving metal. Well, it's, it's electric. Yeah. Heat. So hot box is like is a hot box is, a, is uh, it's a German-made tool that you can use on the surface. You hold the button and it, it inducts the heat and, okay. and activity. The new one out is like this. You have to grind the underside of the panel and rub the metal wand on oh, okay yeah I, okay i remember seeing a video yeah. so that does shrink metal though and i wish i had i had that because there was a dent that i probably heat induction right yeah, is induction. on it yeah heat is on. and i get updates from uh, mr pdr joe he bought one because he's doing some terrible hail up there and i don't know if he's in northern pennsylvania or, or new york some terrible terrible nasty stretch stuff so he says it's worth every dollar. The hot box or the or yeah, the uh, dent box or whatever. The dent box. Okay. Yeah. 
The only thing about the dent box, guys, is you have to get to the back side of the dent with pretty much like a stick welder, and you have to grind down the protector, protecting uh, undercoating of the of the metal. So you got to make sure you reapply that uh, also. But so if you can't get behind it, there's a you know decent sized brace. You pretty much are, are stuck. It only works out in the middle of open panels. I says, looking back, what would be your guys' most important advice to yourself when you uh, have first begun? Networking. That's a good one. Tighten your network up. Dave? Um, I, I like that. I like what Ryan just said, too. That is nice. Um, <laughs> advice to myself when first starting again. Yeah. I would have challenged myself a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. I agree with that one. 100%. 100%. I would have started challenging myself a lot, a lot sooner. I would have put myself in a, in a, in a, uh, in a ring with wolves day two. Yeah. I, was a, I wasn't doing that. I was cherry picking for the first three years. I yeah. think that, that cost me a lot of time. I didn't do that. It was just something internally that where I just kind of started the big, like started doing bigger things. It was just a personal challenge for myself. Mm -hmm. I just wish that that would have came up a little sooner, but it's, you know, I think it's just part of the process of becoming think, a paintless debt repair tech. I think the um, industry has changed from when I started to what it is now. We just weren't fixing this stuff. There was nobody in town fixing the stuff that Bryce Kelly's stuff, you know I mean? Some of the stuff Dave and Chris are fixing. We weren't fixing that stuff. No way. Send it to a body shop. Right. You know, but competition was very slow. When I was with the Wiz, we were the only game, really the only game in town. So. And a lot know. of places, it's still like that. Yeah. You know, and there is room for growth. And that's why, you know, if I were to give advice to myself, um, I would have really paid attention to fixing the smaller things 100%. Um, I really honed in on that and then trying to do that with, bigger, deeper, bigger, deeper, a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what I'd give to myself. That was a great question. Great question. Like straight lines, quick. He said, why do you uh, do you guys use the hot box? Uh, and, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong one. He says, uh, why, do you, why don't we use the hot box? Uh, we're completely mobile, so setting up um, the just power a lot of times is hard. Trying to find power for us mm -hmm. is hard. It's a very finicky tool too. You have to watch the colors of the paint. Sometimes mm -hmm. they burn fairly easy. So, you know, for me, and, and it's a true time thing for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times where um, I still go to my tools first rather than glue. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I like being in control with the, with the tool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of being mercy at at the mercy of glue. Yes, mm -hmm. I personally don't think it works how it's advertised. Mm -hmm. The the nice thing, and I and I applaud applaud uh, um, Ultra Dentals. I think they had their setup, and a few other companies had it set up at NT, MTE. And this is the reason why, I, if you guys haven't been, you need to go. You can actually play around with it. You can knock a decent sized dent and see what happens. It can barely take out the pea-sized shallow dents. 
And what it does, you still gotta knock, go to your knockdown hammer and blend it in. Those pea-sized dents, if it was on a roof or a hood, I can blaze through a hood with that, with those, uh, that type of damage. So, if, you know, I gotta be focused on cord, also gotta have a blending hammer with me. When, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys, when you're doing a pea-sized, small, dime-sized dent, you're just pushing. You're rarely knocking I down feel, anything. I feel like you're adding more risk mm -hmm. to, for something course, to go yeah. wrong. Um, yeah, and if you're really not honed in and paying attention to that, especially when you are in the middle of a repair and you have customers talking to you, you're in a dealership, you're at a body shop, you you know, you know, take your eyes off of what you're doing for a couple seconds and you can really mess some stuff up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I just think there's um, us being mobile and then just, you know, kind of adding risk to an already, uh, you know, kind of risky industry or, you know, craft. Um, I'd rather not leave that room for air. Sounds like it. That's it. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for another show. Episode 30. We're going to go wrap it up. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate everybody for coming. You guys want to close out? Ryan, RPS Dent Repair on every social platform you can do. Check us out. YouTube. Dave Ryan. Winnie City Dent Repair, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Now, Ryan, you're building a, a car for cement. Do you want to share the Instagram for that? I am. It's uh, OG underscore Civic. Uh, it was a car that I built, I don't know, it was at SEMA 2005, and it's been in storage, and I had some sponsors asking about it and brought it back out. So we've been in the middle of that build. Orange in the back. Right? It's been a little, little, little old. That's an old dash over here that was in the quarter glasses. You know, I got stuff all over, all over the place. So, you know, check it out. You'll, it's constant. You know, build photos throughout it. So check it out. We got some good companies in board. Go ahead and put that uh, Instagram again on the chat. So, and then you spell it differently. Yep. All right, guys. Chris has done his touch, and we are going to see you guys next week. See ya. Peace out. Thanks, guys.